Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Friday, November 11th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith is back after uh, not feeling great this week, but powering on through and joining us here on the Friday edition of the show. Uh, before we get to uh, the hockey discussion, as always on this show, uh, Remembrance Day, Veterans Day uh, on both sides of the uh, Canada-U.S. border. So we acknowledge the uh, men and women uh, who, of course, serve overseas and the troops and everyone that... Uh, pays the price, pays the sacrifice for our freedom and our ability to talk about NHL betting on a show like this uh, on a daily basis. So definitely pay, take that moment to acknowledge those that uh, obviously serve overseas and uh, make sure uh, that our freedoms are upheld. Uh, Alex, uh, good to have you back with us today. Yeah, great to be back. And like I said, it was an interesting night last night. We were talking about some of the uh, different things that happened. I mean, most notably Jack Eichel getting the hat trick, returning back to Buffalo. Uh, I, I thought that was great. That had to be such a great moment for him when he turns to the crowd and celebrates and just knowing that, you know, uh, they were going to be riding him all night long, but he was able to, to power through it and, and Vegas keeps on winning. And, you know, we've seen these teams just going through these streaks right now, New Jersey, uh, you know, Seattle, uh, they played a night, you know, a five game win. So it's just, just interesting to see a lot of teams that we didn't really think were going to have great starts getting off these hot starts and, and putting together some some nice, solid wins in a row. All right, good stuff. Uh, I'm going to change it up because, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm firing away college basketball bets to uh, right now and sending them out to clients of mine right as we speak. So Thursday recap, I'm going to let Alex have the first word here. Uh, Alex, what did you think of the Thursday night slate overall games that stuck out to you? Well, like I said, that Vegas-Buffalo game, and that was one of three, well, three or four really big blowout scores we saw. We saw uh, the Hurricanes. Uh, put a seven spot on Edmonton, saw eight goals by the New York Rangers. And I think now we're starting to see a lot of teams that were struggling offensively get into uh, that heavy rhythm uh, of scoring in bulk now. You know, the Rangers, we were talking about, you know, the losing streak that they had, it, it weren't producing anything offensively. Now they're starting to get goals in bunches. That's when that team becomes dangerous. Carolina, same thing. We you know we can rely on the on the back end to do work. And yeah, Kachekov uh, being called up. With Anderson now going to miss in this, another couple of games is what I'm hearing. So uh, they've got some solid goaltending. Now the offense is picking up again. So I think we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more of these offenses pick up and, and, and produce steadily uh, in, in the goal scoring department. There's no question. I think you're going to see uh, uh, definitely some uh, signs of that. And definitely uh, last night, definitely some interesting uh, matchups that, that took place. Look, again, with this Calgary Flames um, mantra that I've been on, they played well. I mean, you can't really rip them. How can you rip them? I mean, I know they've lost seven in a row, but especially the three games on this road trip, held a lead against the Islanders, lost in overtime. Back and forth, I thought played a, I thought they carried the play against New Jersey, found another way to lose there, and at times they were a lot better than Boston and really all over Allmark and the Boston net, and it seems like they aren't scoring, and every mistake they make ends up in the back of their net. So it's they're in a tough rut right now, but there's no doubt they're going to get their find themselves out of this uh, funk right now. It's just yeah. a really a lot of bad puck luck. Uh, and uh, that's why Daryl Sutter's not really, you know, losing uh, his uh, temper or anything like that regarding this stretch, Alex. He knows the team's doing a lot of good things. 
They're carrying play. They've, they've carried the play against the Islanders, the Devils, and the Bruins on all three games in this road trip. And to come out of it with one out of six points to show for it, yeah, that's definitely frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. But like I said, we're talking about two two pretty good teams here in Boston and, and New Jersey for the most part. And even the Islanders, they've got, you know, uh, their, their defense is getting a little bit better. Sorokin's looking pretty good so far. Uh, he's in the top three for goals, saved above average. So, you know, like I said, it's not like they're playing the system of the poor. They are, you know, playing top tier competition and, and and losing despite, like I said, they're still being engaged in games. We're not getting completely wiped off the board. And like I said, in due time, uh, the puck luck will bounce their way. They'll get some goals and they'll get back on the, on the winning track. Yeah, that's exactly what you got to hope for if you're Calgary. Stick with it, right? Don't yeah. panic. Doing a lot. Your game is in a decent spot. And eventually things are going to go in the other direction for you. Unfortunately, they did not go that way last night. Uh, you mentioned the Vegas Buffalo game, uh, brutal uh, Buffalo, uh, brutal for Buffalo fans because they were very eager to boo Jack Eichel at every opportunity, and he basically sticks it to them with a hat trick and four points in a seven to four uh, victory in that game, waving goodbye to them too after he scored the uh, hat trick goal. Uh, what an eruption for the New York Rangers in the third period against Detroit. Six goals and an eight to two victory. The team was desperate to snap out of their losing streak, and they did it emphatically. Uh, with an eruption in the third period, beating Detroit 8-2. to two. Uh, The Blues get off their schneid. That's back-to-back nights. Teams on bad losing streaks get back in the win column. It was Pittsburgh against Washington on Wednesday, and then last night, St. Louis with a 5-3 win against San Jose. That was a good game for me with the over in that game and also the Blues team total over. I figured, you know what, this is a horrendous San Jose defense right now. If you're not going to uh, bust out offensively. When is it going to happen? Uh, Colorado 5-3. I think what's very interesting is the theory went to hell with uh, maybe Philly and Nashville jumping on these two teams coming back from Finland, Colorado and Columbus. That did not happen. The Jackets played their best game by far uh, in a long time, beating Philly 5-2. Devils once again win 4-3. Um, again, Colorado beats Nashville 5-3. Uh, so no hangover from the return home from Finland. Uh, one of my the brightest part of the night for me betting wise was taking the Arizona Coyotes plus two forty five. They were plus two fifty. I said the Islanders are they're playing some solid hockey, but they're not minus two eighty type of team. You know they're just not. And sure, and look, Karel Vamelka again, Alex. We've been saying it about him lately, playing good hockey. Mm-hmm. And the Arizona team really in front of their goalie has been really good. Their penalty kill's been outstanding. Believe it or not, the Arizona Coyotes. They I think they found an identity. You know, early in the year, we said, what is this team's identity? And I think we're finding it now. Team defense has been solid. You found something in this young kid in goal, Karel Vamelka, who keeps playing better, it seems. Try to keep games low scoring. Try to play good, solid structure defensively. And it's going to give you a puncher's chance maybe in some games. And that's how they've won some of these games lately, including the big upset over the Islanders last night. Yeah, and that's the way. I mean, that's the way they have to do it. You know, they don't have that offensive punch and power to to keep up with the the top team of the league. You have to slow the game down, muck it up, control the puck well uh, between the blue lines and the neutral zone, and, and like I said, and then rely on some quality goaltending. And Vimelka, you just wonder how long can he stand up and, and give you quality starts night in and night out because he's facing a ton of rubber. Like I said, the team defense is getting better, uh, so those guys can start blocking some more shots, keep him durable and fresh. Then uh, yeah, you know Arizona will stand a puncher chance in a lot of these games as big dogs. No question about that. Uh, definitely, I think they found their pathway and their formula for winning uh, the Arizona Coyotes. And last game from last night that I wanted to save for last. It's because look, he's taking a beating on Twitter last night. 
actually all season with his play, but especially after last night and again this morning, Jack Campbell for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, obviously this has been a nightmare first month of the season for him after signing the big contract with the Edmonton Oilers who assumed that they, this was going to be their opportunity to give themselves the best goaltending they've had in years because clearly Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, uh, that tandem was always up and down for them. Uh, he's been he's been dreadful, and I hate to say it, and but it is only a month. You hope things get better, but last night was a tough night. Another puck goes right through his glove. I think the fourth goal, which was the backbreaker that he allowed it late in the second period, he probably should have made the save there. They didn't play great in front of him, though, either. Let's not, let's not forget that the defensive play was lacking a lot last night uh, for Jack Campbell, uh, for Edmonton. And look, Jack Campbell, I thought he played great against Tampa. And I thought it was a huge step in the right direction, especially the way he preserved that one goal lead late. And then to come back and have that game last night. And it's unfortunate, you know, and he's the Oiler fans are pissed. They're not happy with his play. They're. Uh, very critical of Campbell, and you hate to you hate to be that way with Jack because Jack Campbell's one of the nicest people and teammates universally thought of that way. By the right. way, one of the nicest people and teammates you'll ever ask for. He's the kind of pe- person we all should aspire to be uh, as human beings. You know, class act, uh, very courteous of you know. His, he never says, "Oh, I played well." When they won, it was always these guys played so well in front of me. He doesn't look for the accolades. He's always extra hard on himself when even he doesn't play that badly. He did that all the time in Toronto. Just say I sucked when I, when they lost a game, even though it probably wasn't his fault. Um, you know, he's just one of the nicest people in the league. Uh, you, that's a universal opinion. But at the same point in time, he, I sometimes have to separate the human being and the person from the performance and the, the, the player on the ice. And he's he's fighting it right now, uh, Campbell. There's no question about it, Alex. Yeah, well, you know, and you mentioned it about how he said, you know, he's this, he's this really nice guy and he's a guy who kind of can harbor on himself a bit much, you know, when he's not playing well. And I did a episode of Edgework earlier today with Rob Pozzola. And he's, you know, obviously he's a Maple Leafs fan, so he definitely has seen uh, Campbell, you know, close a few times. And he said that basically, you know, he wonders where his headspace is at when he goes through these slumps. You know, he's he's been had a, a up and down career for the most part, numbers wise. Uh, and you know, I, like I said, I thought he would fare well in Edmonton because he was getting out of a, a same situation, if not worse, with Toronto. You know, having the playoff, uh, you know, doldrums and different things, but. You know, like I said, and he, if he's, you know, kind of beating himself up a little bit, he's got to kind of, you know, shake his mindset and, and, and get things back on track between the years before he can really kind of get things settled on the ice. So I don't know what that's going to mean for him, but uh, that's something that he's got to do. Thankfully, Stuart Skinner has been tremendous in, in, in stepping up and, and being one of the better backups so far uh, in this first month of the season. Otherwise, Edmonton would be in some real serious trouble. It's a shame, too, because you get the sense after the way he played against Tampa Bay, which I thought was Jack's best game of the year. If he steps up, plays well again against Carolina last night, you think he's going to get on a run. And now it's probably a situation where after last night, you know, Jay Woodcroft's probably going to give Skinner the next start for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So it was a chance for him to get on a little bit of a roll uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers did not happen. And now we wonder if we're going to end up seeing uh, Skinner moving forward a lot. Uh, more often. Uh, all right, let's go to Friday's card. We got four games. Hall of Fame night in Toronto. This is the Hall of Fame game. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the Leafs, uh, minus 150 home favorites, six and a half the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, lots to digest here. First of all, we know the age old theory sometimes with a team that's been sputtering and scuffling and mired in a 
deep losing streak and they finally snap out of it, sometimes that can produce a run and a win streak in the other direction. So will that happen for the Penguins uh, after finally getting off the schneid against Washington? That remains to be seen uh, going into this uh, game tonight against Toronto. The Leafs have played better. There's no question the last three games. Good competition, Boston, Carolina, and uh, Vegas, and they get five out of six points. They beat Boston, they beat Carolina, uh, and then they lose in overtime to a Vegas team that's red hot right now, and a Vegas team that's so incredibly good right now that even on the last game of a long road trip, they put it to Buffalo last night uh, in the final game of that trip. So uh, obviously Toronto has stepped it up. And the one thing about Toronto is we're finding this out about this team. They come sometimes fall asleep, you know, go through the motions, struggle against the weaker teams. They always seem to save some of their better hockey in the regular season for the good teams. I mean, this has become a repeated pattern for the Leafs. So I don't have a strong opinion on the side. I'd kind of lean Pittsburgh just because of the price and finally getting off the schneid. But they also have multiple defensemen potentially missing this game. Now, they're depth defensemen. It's more their 5-6 a D-men with uh, Pierre-Olivier Joseph and Jan Ruda, uh, both questionable. Both got injured against Washington. Uh, on Saturday night, so we'll see, or on Wednesday night, rather, we'll see if they are in the lineup tonight. You could be looking at Mark Friedman and Chad Ruedel uh, having a draw in uh, on this uh, blue line tonight for the uh, Penguins. Uh, that could be a little bit of an adjustment. It looks like Casey DeSmith, who was the goalie of record, the goalie in net when they snapped the losing streak against Washington, uh, he will be back in net tonight for the uh, Penguins. Numbers aren't that bad, even though he's only got a 1-3 and record, 2.80 goals against, 9.13 save percentage. Shawgren once again in net for the Leafs, although both of their walking wounded goaltenders, Ilya Samsonov and Matt Murray, are both closing in on a return uh, from injury uh, for the Leafs. It's just a question of when uh, going into this game. Uh, Eileen Pittsburgh might get there with the over. In fact, I probably do like the over more than anything here, six and a half, but uh, uh, that's probably what I'm looking at. I'm just waiting for confirmation on the status of this Pittsburgh blue. I probably will fire on the uh, over six and a half, especially again, if those two defensemen are out, you know, cluster injuries on the blue line are something I target for overs uh, on a nightly basis. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Penguins leave. Yeah, I can't touch this total at, at all because even though, like I said, this, this screams like an over spot to Smith and that injuries on the, on the blue line. Historically, these two teams have always played each other pretty tough. We've seen the under cash in six of the last nine meetings between these two teams. Maple Leafs have gone under nine of the last 13. Penguins have gone under five of their last seven. So uh, the numbers conflict what, what we're seeing as far as personnel wise. So what nothing to do with the total. Uh, we're going to take a look. At, I'm, I'm trying to learn your ways, Ian, uh, of, of digging deep into the bargain bin. Uh, looking at Alex Kerfoot to get a goal. I've seen his. All right. I like it. You're plus 390. Yeah. <laughs> Play a plus 390 earlier, but you can find like 345, 350 round. He's elevated up to the top line with Marner and Matthews. I think he might get some quality looks there. So uh, that's, that's the only play I really like in this spot. I agree with that. I actually mentioned it. Now, it didn't pay off the other night, but uh, no question about it. You're going to get someone in that plus 300 or more range for a guy playing top-line minutes. It's worth a look. Same with Nick Robertson back in the lineup on the uh, second line, uh, trying to strike some of that magic that uh, we had the first game that he played. Uh, the infamous, if you didn't miss, if you missed the Jay Rosehill episode, the infamous, he's trying to scramble to sign up at bet 365 minutes before the game just to bet Nick Robertson to score a goal. He did that night, and I think it's going to be a situation where you're going to see uh, Robertson uh, find the back of the net eventually. I find he is more noticeable on home ice, too. Not that he played poorly on the road trip when he was playing for the Leafs earlier this year when they were out in uh, out west and in, uh, in that uh, road trip, but 
I think Nick Robertson plays a little bit better at home. And I'm going to go way deep into the bargain bin from a Toronto standpoint because this guy, even though he's playing third, fourth line, he's had a lot of shots, a lot of chances. He's actually seventh on the team in expected goals. The entire team, he's seventh in expected goals. And that's, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali Yarncroke for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Going back to him here uh, in this game uh, tonight at a plus 425 in some spots to score a goal. So, uh, again, getting the chances. He did score against Carolina uh, on Sunday last week. So uh, I definitely think that's a, a prop that is uh, worth a sprinkle as well in this game. For Pittsburgh, um, I think Jason Zucker's the guy. Jason Zucker's starting to pick it up. You notice what he's done. He scored twice in the last three games. I think that's the guy that's got it rolling a little bit right now for the Penguins. So there's a few prop options from yours truly. And I like that Alex is taking his spin through the bargain bin uh, as well uh, in this game tonight. Tampa Bay, Washington. We've got the Lightning minus 140 road favorites, six the total. Um, I'm probably I'm probably going to be on Tampa Bay. I'm just waiting for a couple of lineup confirmations. I mean, for me, it's just Washington's a not, not a team you can back at the moment. It's just too banged up, uh, too depleted. Uh, obviously, they were the team that Pittsburgh beat to snap out of their losing streak. Uh, on Wednesday night, I mean, it's still a mash unit, Alex, with Connor Brown, with TJ. T, and look at the, we talked about the record of Washington without TJ Oshie last year, how bad it was. Its trajectory, the trajectory has been more of the same this year, struggling mightily to win games without TJ Oshie. He's still on IR. Tom Wilson's still on IR. Uh, Haglin on IR. John Carlson actually might be back tonight. So keep an eye on that. But nobody else is. Connor Brown's out again. Dmitry Orlov looks like he's going to miss uh, this game once again for the uh, Capitals. And he's their best shutdown, stay-at-home defenseman uh, that they've got. So uh, it's definitely uh, a spot where, when you look at it, tough to back Washington right now. Struggling to win games. Just absolutely depleted. And here's Tampa Bay rolling in uh, after a couple-of-day break. Uh, after a 3-2 loss to the uh, Tampa Bay or to the Edmonton Oilers, rather, uh, on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, they're off a loss. We know usually we like to back Tampa off a loss. The last three tries that they lost a game, they lost to Philly. They bounced back, beat Florida. They had a 4-2 loss to L.A. They bounced back from that, beat Tampa, uh, beat Anaheim. And then they uh, had a shootout loss against uh, Carolina, and they beat Buffalo uh, in their next game. So we usually like Tampa Bay off a loss. Uh, and that's where I'm going to – I'm definitely going to probably be on Tampa Bay when it's all – I haven't locked it in yet because, again, I'm waiting for a confirmation with the lineups, but I'm sure I will be looking toward the uh, Tampa Bay side. Uh, that, that's what I'm waiting on. I'm also waiting for Vasilevsky to be confirmed in net because I would expect him to be. Although he hasn't been at his absolute best so far this year, it's kind of weird to see his goals against average hovering around three, like it's yeah. 2.9. That's a little higher for him than usual, but – you know, Washington's just scuffling offensively with all of these injured parts right now. I mean, you look at during this rough one and five streak. I mean, they scored two against Carolina, two against Vegas, one against Detroit, two against Washington when the Coyotes beat them, one goal against Pittsburgh the other night. The only outburst they had was that win against Edmonton, and they scored five. And it's not like Edmonton's been getting consistent defense and goaltending the last week or two so yeah tampa bay for me here and the price right now seems to be close to around minus 130 to minus 140 in that range what do you think here alex lightning capitals yeah i'm looking at the draw here at plus 350 i think this is going to be a real tight game we've seen that before from these two teams uh going back each of the last four games meetings between these two teams decided by a goal two of them went into either overtime or a shootout uh, he said Washington's, I mean, they're just slower. They're older. The offense isn't there consistently. And Tampa hasn't been super impressive. 
I'm not really rushing to lay 140 with the Lightning right now. Uh, but they're, they're getting their game together, which we kind of expect that this would be the time where they start stepping up and, and playing some better hockey. I, I think they do get the win here, but I think it goes longer than 60 minutes. So at plus 350, the draw is a good, good option to do. I would stick with Sonny Milano, too, for Washington. I mean, he's the one guy I would bet he's getting chances. He's getting a, a second-line minutes uh, for the uh, Capitals, so I don't mind to look toward him. Brandon Hagel, I've talked about uh, re- repeatedly about how he has really fit in nicely with Kucherov and Point on the uh, top line. Uh, Nick Paul is always worth a shot here. He's been pretty good lately. Uh, three goals in the last six games from him centering that second line for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, there's a couple uh, of uh, prop options that I would uh, be looking at here for the uh, Lightning in this game. I would, again, keep it uh, keep it light with the Washington props, though. I mean, I like Milano. That's about it because of, obviously, the struggles that team has had to put the puck in the net lately. All right, San Jose-Dallas. We've got Dallas minus 220 home favorite, six the total in this game. Now, there's a lot to keep your eye on here. This is one of those days where, you know, Usually we know a lot of information. We have a lot of uh, uh, an idea who's net, who's going to be in the lineup by now. But for Dallas, it's it's paramount in terms of who's starting in net. There are whispers that Jake Ottinger is closing in on a return and might actually return tonight and start in net for the uh, Dallas Stars against San Jose. But if it's not him and it's Scott Wedgwood again, it completely changes the way I would attack this game. Here's where I would stand with it right now. If it's Ottinger back in this game, I would do a split between Dallas and regulation and also Dallas team total over. That's what I would look at here in this game because the Sharks can't stop anything right now. Kakanen has been kaka uh, in net, and he was again last night against the Blues. James Reimer hasn't been much better. Reimer's given up 15 goals uh, in his last four starts. Uh, That's not very good. They're struggling defensively. Uh, They've been an over-machine San Jose. But if Ottinger's back, I'd prefer the Dallas side of things, the regulation line and the team total rather than the full game over, because I hate betting full game overs with a quality goaltender like Ottinger, who's got a 1.4 goals against average and a 950 save percent, like incredible numbers before his injury. So if it's Ottinger, I kind of like Dallas and regulation and also that team total over. If it's Wedgwood in net once again and Ottinger's not quite ready to return, then I like the full game over uh, six here in this game, and that's what I would look at. So it really is hinging uh, upon uh, who's going to be in net here for Dallas. As far as props go there are a couple for dallas that i'm uh, looking at here uh, in this game tonight look i, I hear what isex uh, is saying in the chat uh matey blumel uh, is going to be um looks like in the lineup making his stars debut this is a guy that was in the edmonton organization actually uh previously uh third round pick it, it, he was of the oilers uh looks like he is going to make his nhl debut taking the place of dennis gurianov uh, who's out with the upper body injury. So they're going to give him second-line uh, duty with Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchman. So they're giving him a spotlight showcase opportunity here right out of the gate. Matei Blumel here tonight uh, in his NHL uh, debut. Five goals, 11 points uh, in nine AHL games this year, uh, by the way, as well. So I, you, you're, you're reading my mail, uh, Isaac. I definitely think that's a good a player prop to uh, take advantage of for sure. You know, and the one thing about these young kids is they always are fired up to try to make that first great first impression. Uh, there's no question about that. And you can get them plus 500 at Caesars. Uh, to sc- Caesars is a really good book too for goal yeah. scorer props. And plus 500 is out there uh, for him to score a goal playing on that uh, second line 
uh, right now for the uh, Dallas Stars. He's definitely, I think, the top option. I wouldn't argue Mason Marchment. I, I wouldn't even argue Jamie Benn because he's finally gotten it going a little bit. And, and actually, they've dropped the price on him because of his early season struggles. Uh, but he's finally started to uh, find some uh, ability offensively uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. I know I've mentioned Wyatt Johnston's name uh, a couple of times in terms of he has been a, a force offensively, just 19 years old, straight up from junior, and he's already got four goals on the season. So I don't mind Johnston. I don't mind even Delandria or or Ben. That third line is really gelled pretty well together. But definitely my top uh, player prop for Dallas is that young kid making his NHL debut just because of the price, and he's going to get that opportunity here. Second line, Matei Blumel at plus 500. And I'm looking at the uh, combinations as well. I don't know if he'll get power play time, but still, second line, five on five, good enough to take a shot, in my opinion, at plus 500 for him to find the back of the net. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, San Jose, Dallas? Yeah, I'm just going with Stars team total over three and a half. Uh, I got that at minus 120 earlier. And like I said, I, you know, I don't want to deal with the the back and forth. Is it Ottinger or is it Wedgwood? I know I can trust on Dallas to score four goals against this uh, San Jose, the horrific goaltending tandem right now. He said, and just bad overall defense. So just going to play it safe there. Go with Stars team total over. Like I said, makes obviously a lot more sense. And we'll probably see that number move from six to six and a half if it is Wedgworth confirmed uh, later in that. Like on the team total, Alex, here, over three and a half with the uh, Dallas Stars in this game. Uh, I want to point out, too, this is an important thing I want to mention, and I mentioned this with Jimmy the Bag earlier on the show I did today. This spot of this this home game off a long road trip spot, it's not it's not that automatic fade that it's been in years past that I've noticed. Florida is another example of that the other night against Carolina. You know, this hasn't been that automatic, you know, let's fade this team situation. Uh, L.A., I think, is another example. Came home off their road trip one. I mean, there's been multiple examples of that uh, lately. So it's just, it's not that we totally disregard a tried and true strategy uh, for the last several years, but it's just right now we're in one of those zones right now where the home team is actually faring a little bit better than you would expect returning home off a long road trip. And you know what the reason I think for that is they're not getting just one day. Some of these teams that are having Mm -hmm. the success, they're getting two days, three days sometimes following the end of that road trip when they play that first home game. And that makes a lot of difference. Right. And and that's always been the thing. You know, the, the spot has never been just blind first game at home for, for most teams. Now, some teams like San Jose, it, it is. But like I said, you know, you have to kind of look at how many days off in between or, you know, uh, a spot I know we like to look at within that scheduling system is if the team has, you know, uh, a couple of days in between, you know, off before that last road game. And then that's when you kind of see, uh, you know, the team try to pick up and play a little bit better. Then you they come home, and that's when they kind of the fatigue kind of sets in and hits them. So looking at those off days within a long road trip and, and after the road trip also is a, is a big factor of that, the handicap. Yeah, no question about that. And I bring that up because Dallas is obviously returning home off a road trip here uh, in this game. But they're returning off of the game where they didn't play well uh, against Winnipeg. They've had two days off. That's why I'm willing to like them and I'm willing to like them here too because of also who they're playing. And that's a, a San Jose team that's obviously in a bad, bad way right now. Uh, all right, we got Minnesota, Seattle, final game here on this Friday card. Minnesota minus 120, uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, certainly, if you believe in situationals, Minnesota got 
humbled and embarrassed, really, uh, by Seattle at home. Turn around, they play Seattle again a week later. You'd think they'd want to play a lot better, and they probably will play a lot better. But at the same point in time, I can't get away from what's been working here for Seattle. Uh, they've been scoring goals. Uh, their offense has been terrific. Uh, like I said, with uh, Schwartz playing as well as he is, Wenberg's been a revelation on the top-line center spot. I mean, it's this is the best hockey I've ever seen out of him. And this is a guy that's had a lot of potential going back to Columbus and Florida, and he's finally playing like it. Uh, obviously, Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky were brought in to bolster this offense. And this is now, all of a sudden, they're actually a fringe top 10 team in scoring uh, yeah. in the National Hockey League, Seattle. And they have scored three or more goals in 10 straight games, the Seattle Kraken, which leads me to my bet in this game, which is Seattle team total over three. Uh, minus 120 at BetMGM. And again, BetMGM gives you those team totals with half goal increments. I'd like the security of three rather than the three and a half at plus money. So over three minus 120, that's what I'm rocking with here. I mean, that's 10 straight games. They've scored a minimum of three goals. I think they've got the potential to do that. It's definitely Minnesota revenge. Minnesota finally got their offense going after back-to-back shutout losses to the aforementioned Kraken. And of course, against LA, they got shut out by the Kings to start this road trip, but they busted out with a four to one win against Anaheim. Although I, I use the term busted out loosely. They did benefit from a five on three uh, extended five on three, which Kaprizov capitalized on and it's, four goals against Anaheim's good, but Anaheim's given up that number of goals to everybody uh, they play lately. So you also don't want to overreact too much that, wow, all of a sudden everything's right again uh, with the Minnesota wild offensively. So uh, I like the Kraken team total over three. I mean, it's just they've, they've been a automatic to score at least three. Many of these games have gotten to four and five. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with here. What do you think, Alex? Minnesota, Seattle. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at the offensive uh, aspect, too. I'm going with the first period over. I like both these teams, their style and speed against one another. Uh, we saw the Kraken. I, I missed a huge opportunity to grab a really good number with that first period over the other night against Nashville. They just lit up UC Soros. Uh, in that contest. And, you know, like I said, Marc-Andre Fleury has been playing better on the road than at home so far. Uh, but that still doesn't mean necessarily. And, and, and like I said, we still don't know if he's going to get the start. It could be Philip Gustafson as well. Either way, I feel comfortable enough for these two teams to have good pace and tempo early. So $1. forty that's a, a cheap enough price to go with the over one and a half. There you go, which is good. That's a good price these days. Remember that used to be, you know, uh, a price that's that's a big price. Now yeah. minus one. Now you love a minus one forty <laughs> over one and a half in the uh, first period, uh, and that is exactly what's available here uh, for uh, this uh, game. Uh, as far as the uh, player props go, you know, it seems to be that same core group that's scoring right now for Seattle. Uh, Wenberg is certainly worth a look. Beneers, Schwartz has been good. Eberly has started to get it going. Uh, Burakovsky, even sprinkle a little on Morgan Geeky because even though he's on the fourth line, we've seen him chip in offensively uh, of late. For Minnesota, uh, you know, you've got obviously, do you go back to the well with Beckman? I know uh, Terry Edelman was uh, shouting from the heavens, Adam Beckman, Adam Beckman, he's going to play. And he did play, and he played on the second line against Anaheim uh, the other night, and they've got him listed there again. He did have two shots on goal. Uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And he actually got very close to scoring on one of those chances uh, the other night. So Adam Beckman, yeah, uh, I certainly think that's uh, not a bad uh, look in terms of a uh, player prop here for Minnesota. Again, you're getting a, a very good price on that. In fact, I will find out just right about now what you can uh, get with uh, Beckman. Yeah, plus 500 at Caesar. Another plus 500 spot for a second-line player, much like we talked about with Matei Blumel making his debut for the Dallas Stars tonight. 
so yeah, def- definitely uh, looks like a, a, a bargain bin to the uh, nth degree uh, goal scorer player prop right up my alley right there. Uh, no question about that for this Minnesota and Seattle game. Uh, all right, there we go. Great stuff. That is the Friday card, just four games. Reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys, the daily card of our plays that we give out on the show are posted there each day. We've got uh, totals charts, which Chris Otto helps us out with. We've got goalie uh, you know, depth charts as well, courtesy of Alex B. Smith. More bonus content uh, on the uh, way uh, in the weeks and the months to come. We really are going to crank up the bonus content post-football season. Like we're going to drop some stuff here and there, November, December, holiday season's always busy. But once football's done and we get past the Super Bowl, February beyond, we're really cranking up all things ice, guys. More bonus content than ever before on the Patreon page. We're going to be doing weekly live betcasts uh, for the rest of the season after uh, the Super Bowl. Right now we're just doing monthly betcasts. And by the way, if you haven't heard, uh, Tuesday, November 29th, uh, will be our next live betcast, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So that's a couple weeks away. So uh, make sure you join us for another betcast November uh, 29th. So patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we got plenty of, of cool things coming. Just uh, some a lot of fun stuff as well. As, you know, it's going to be all hockey driven, of course. But you know, we got some just different things on the aspect of gambling, different aspect, uh, takes on the game as well. So uh, definitely sign up and check it out. Like I said, and you get the, you know the card every day uh, listed as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You might be right, Terry. With the with you right because Marcus Felino is back. See, the the site I use has Felino day to day still. So that's why they still have Beckman up on the second line. But you're right. He's probably shuffling down the lineup if uh, Marcus Foligno uh, returns for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Good uh, good point made there on that. But I still think worth a sprinkle because he, he, like, he was buzzing around the net. He may right. not get the minutes, but he may not only need a couple minutes, get that couple of chances and uh, to find the back of the net uh, in this game tonight. Uh, great stuff. Well, again, we got a huge, huge show and a huge card as always tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern. So uh, make sure you join us for that. Best bets to wrap up this edition of the show. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, head out to the Pacific Northwest. We got Minnesota and Seattle battling. I like that first period over uh, one and a half minus a dollar forty. Like you said, Seattle just coming with a blistering pace offensively. Uh, the Wild need to get that offense rolling. Like I said, okay, they got the four goals, but it wasn't wasn't easy pickings for them to do that against Anaheim. They they need to t- try and step up here tonight and get that offense rolling early and often. So we'll go Wild cracking first period over one and a half minus a dollar forty. My best bet. All right, there you go, Wild and Kraken. Uh, over one and a half, minus 140 first period. Best bet uh, for uh, Alex B. Smith in th- that one. Uh, my best bet is I'm going to, because w- I'm waiting on the Ottinger news. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do a split best bet. So half and half, if you will. Team total, Dallas Stars over three and a half, minus 124 and over six uh, full game. Uh, because, and, and who knows if it's Ottinger, the full game over could still hit. I mean, maybe he's, you know, off his game a little bit first game back after a long time, but regardless this, I cannot shy away from this over streak with San Jose. You know, I've been on it a bunch. Another game goes over last night against St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis's offense was struggling and suddenly it's amazing how San Jose was the cure that ailed them. Uh, and I think definitely you'll see goals tonight, but I'm going to split it up uh, a split best bet. Dallas team total over three and a half, minus 124, and also San Jose-Dallas over six, even money. 
uh, best bets here for this Friday NHL card. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we are back here, the only show that is back with you on weekends, to break down a massive Saturday card, noon Eastern, another edition of the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. 